Well, good afternoon. Uh, welcome to uh, another uh, Worship with a Templar Knight. Today, though, we're just going to have uh, a little bit of a uh, small talk. I know last time I was on, I said I was going to uh, talk about the greatest uh, sermon ever given, and that was Sermon on the Mount. Um, I have to admit, I, I didn't uh, read up and, and study that and then write anything up on that. So I apologize for that. But uh, let's go ahead and, and, and we'll uh, start a little talk. Um, before we do that, let's uh, bow our head in prayer. Um, Father, Lord in heaven, we are here today to pray about the church, your church. We commit... Uh, all the souls here into your hands. Help us walk faithfully with you and not be deceived by the devil. Give us the wisdom and the strength to accept as many souls as possible in our lives and in our Templar groups and in churches. Let's make sure these churches are built on you and not to be swayed by the materials of the earth. Let's be accepting to all who come to you, and let us use them to help win more souls for you. Help us not lose any souls we already have. And that's happening. Let's care for them and keep them grounded in your spirit. Amen. Well, let's get started about the the world's greatest institution. There are many great institutions in the world. Institutions of commerce, of healing, of education, and, and so on and so forth, and, and a lot of other ones. But in glory, beauty, usefulness, and influence, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ outshines them all. We know that it is a uh, divine institution for many reasons, but there is one earthly reason. Look over the, the role of many churches and, and you'll find uh, the names of multitudes who never attended their services, who never contributed to their needs, who, who live as if they never heard of a church. Yet, the church lives on in spite of the treatment of its members. It would not have lived on if it hadn't been divine. Great things come out of the churches, out of our churches. Some of our most prominent schools came out of the church. Yet many of these schools now leave Christ out entirely. Our homes for children came out of the churches. Pure religion and uh, undefiled before God. And the Father are, are this, to visit the fatherless and the widows of their affliction. Uh, James chapter 1, verse 27, our hospitals came out of the churches. Jesus said, heal the sick, quote, unquote. The Red Cross, the community chest, if anybody remembers those, um, and other agencies came from the influence of the church. Religious freedoms, 
for all men came out of the church. I don't know if you know who Wendell Wilkie was. He returned from a visit overseas and he spoke of uh, the deposit of good, the deposit of goodwill left there by the churches. A nurse who came back from the South Pacific, this is, uh, we're going back a little ways, she said she was bitter against the churches. She did not realize, she didn't realize that she had good position over there and, and a good salary because of the influence of the church. Her job, her salary, her livelihood came from the influence of the churches. Let's look at some of the facts concerning the church. Let's start with the meaning of the church. We think of the church in two respects. First, we think it in a universal sense. And all those who believe and trust Jesus are a part of the universal church, the bride of Christ. We don't have to worry about her. Christ takes care of her and adds people to her as they are saved one by one. When he comes, he'll take every member of his church into heaven with him. Then there's the individual church to which we belong and, and whose work is our responsibility. And that's even with the Templar Knights organizations or orders. We speak of the individual church as a body of uh, baptized believers engaged in Christ's work in the world. Therefore, we see the church as a body of baptized believers doing Christ's work in the world. For you and me, the church on the corner or on the avenue or down the street is the church. As the hand is a part of the body, so we are part of the church. If the hand is not functioning, the body is crippled that much. If you're not serving God, the church is crippled that much. You and I owe our love, our loyalty, our service, our gifts to the local church. God will take care of the universal church. He always has. Let's talk a little bit about the message of the church. What is the message that uh, the church has for the world? It is not uh, simply keep the Ten Commandments. It's not simply observe the golden rule. It's not simply help the unfortunates. And it's not simply treat your fellow, fellow man rightly. But the message of the church is Christ crucified, risen, and is coming again. The message is look up to the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross for your sins. Many preachers uh, have departed from, the, from that particular message today. To bring, try to bring more people into that church, and, and they don't preach the exact words of, of God. Um, there's a dearth of real gospel preaching on the earth today, therefore, many churches are almost empty. Um, and you see churches closing up and folding up because they can't afford to keep going. So, the messages. Look up to the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross for your sins. Right? Okay. Um, there are not enough preachers proclaiming to men that they are lost and that Christ, uh, the Savior, is available to them. Do we still do that? 
We try to, in our Templar order, we try to bring people in and talk to them about that. And most of them are already believers in God. Um, it is said that uh, there was a time when a red thread ran through the center of every rope in the English Navy. So the red thread of the blood of Christ should run through every gospel and sermon. The churches that are growing today are the churches where their preaching is Christ-centered. It uh, humbled me when I, a man said to me, I listen to you over your podcast, and what I like about what you're saying is that you always talk about Jesus. We have no other message. Spurgeon, I don't know if you know who he is, once said, when I take a text, I hurry across uh, across country to Jesus Christ as quickly as I can. Several years ago, on one Sunday morning when I attended a church, a man sadly said uh, to me, our church costs several million dollars, but no one ever comes down the aisle to say, what must I do to be saved? And it's true. I, I had never seen anybody come down the aisle at that church and said, what, what, do I, what do I have to do to be saved? Did that church uh, lose its uh, redemptive note? I don't know. Let's talk about the mission of the church. The primary mission of the church, or our order, is, is to make disciples. It's not the mission of the church to make a better world but to win the men of the world to Christ. Often there is a cry of the church to be uh, represented as peace table. But when did the rulers of the world ever listen to the representatives of religion? They're not doing it now. They're not doing it here in the United States. For sure. We see that. Our business is not to clean up the slums but the hearts of men, not to bring peace to the nations, but the peace of God to individuals. The object of the church is not reformation, but regeneration, not to wield worldly influences, but to win wicked men to Christ. The church's one big business is to point men to the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is to be done, uh, first of all, at home. Some people are greatly interested in foreign missions while they neglect the soul of the man next door. Yet, he is as much lost man in the darkest uh, as in the darkest of Africa. At a dinner table uh, one night, I'm just gonna, uh, a young lady said to uh, David Livingston, is it true that you're a missionary? And he replied, isn't it true that we are all missionaries? And that's so true today. We are all missionaries. When Eddie Rickenbacker uh, was shipwrecked, one of the young men uh, with him secretly drank some salt water and immediately became sick. Um, as he grew worse, uh, General Rickenbacker took him into his arms and hugged him close and to his uh, body and gave him warmth. Oh, that, that is the mission of the church, to hold humanity close to its heart and let them feel the warmth of Jesus. 
love and, and, and Jesus' love and, and find everlasting love and life. There is also our worldwide missions. Souls are lost everywhere, east and west, north and south, and Jesus commands us to go all over the world seeking them. James Huntington uh, was given a, a, a dinner just before he left to become a missionary in Africa. His roommate served as the master of ceremonies and asked the question, is there anything we can do for you? And that young man answered, I may not come back, but if I die on a foreign field, I want you to put certain epitaph on my tomb. And what shall it be? They asked, uh, they asked him, what shall it be? He replied, let it be this. Though a thousand perish, let not Africa be forsaken. He went out to Africa, and in eight months' time, he was killed by a group of cannibals. Then the chief then said to the group, uh, as he cupped the missionary's blood in his hand, "He has he has bought with his blood. He was bought with his blood, and the right to tell us the story of Jesus." Later, a trader came along, and uh, the chief asked him to tell his people the story of Jesus. As a consequence, the trader himself was converted. And his own son became a preacher to the black people of Africa. I shouldn't say that. To the people of Africa. Where does the church get its power? Number one, from the Bible. The Bible's God's book and the church rests on the truth it contains. Other institutions have human characters while the church says, here is our authority, thus says the Lord. The consecrated lives of uh, its members. If the members of a local church live consecrated lives, they become uh, a bulk word of power, lifting the church toward the heavens. Nothing so hurts a church as the inconsistence, the inconsistent lives of its members. A town in the uh, out west had a group of young men called uh, Bob Ingersoll's Boys. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. When asked why they adopted that uh, particular name, their leader replied, that man over, that man over there and the, the infidels of us, made infidels of us. We thought he was a fine Christian man, but we learned that he was the biggest hypocrite in town and that he turned, to, turned us away from Christianity. Inconsistency of church members makes infidels, consecrated members, take Christians. You understand? The gifts of its members, another thing. God makes a man uh, able to make money so that it becomes a part of him. God then asks the church members to set aside a part for his use. Our gifts can have power to bless the world. So there's your tithing. It's part of it. Acts uh, 1, uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 8 tells us where the church gets its greatest power. Quote, ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost can come upon you. God promises his power to keep the church going. When church members throw sin out, uh, out of their lives and let the Holy Spirit come in and take charge, take charge, the church receives power to move the world. Talk about the opportunities in the church. Out, of, out in the world... 
Number one, the church gives opportunity for fellowship. Out in the world, society is full of inequalities. Uh, in in a, in uh, but uh, we read, uh, quote, this is the house of the Lord. The rich and the poor meet together here. The fellowship in Christ's church is sweeter and cleaner and finer and more helpful than any in the world. I was glad when they said uh, unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. The church gives us opportunity for worship. We can worship anywhere, actually. But the church gives us more opportunity for worship. It's, it's, it's the only institution in the world that invites us to come and bow before God and worship him with all our soul. Uh, you may say, I can worship God on a golf course. Anywhere, just like I just said. But men don't do that outside of the church. They are thinking about something else. I know, for me, for one, I, I, I do that. But there's no, no better place to give opportunities for worship than the church. There's no encouragement in the world to worship. So, so we need to shut the world out and, and, come to the, and come to God's house for that. Man needs to worship. It's a vital part of life. As in the darkness, we look up towards the light. So the church needs to look up towards the light, which is Christ. The church is where the soul uh, worships best and most. The church gives us an opportunity for the best service. Sorry about that. The church gives us the best, the opportunity for the best service in the world. The best in the man inspires him to want to serve others, so he goes out into the organizations and institutions of the world, spends his uh, time and his strength and his service, but soon fades away. But he can come and give his service to Christ in the church. Work that goes uh, through the eternal ages. At the same time, he finds joy and, and, and really abides. Yeah, yep, yep. The church furnishes us with the greatest opportunities and fills the deepest needs of mankind. Let's talk about the hope of the church. It's not that every man should be a Christian, for we know that shall never be. It's not that every person should be perfect. The hope of the world is blessed hope of Christ's second coming. Right now we are to be living at our best for him. Right now we are to be busy for him. Right now we are to be telling others about him and the salvation that he offers freely. It won't always be a, a bed of roses. He said in this world, ye shall have much tribulation. But he has given us hope that someday he'll take us out of this world and take us home to be with him forever. 
I listened uh, to these old broadcasts. There was one uh, out of San Francisco uh, following like World War II, for example. Uh, the first group of prisoners was coming home from Japan. Thousands, thousands of uh, people were there. The bands were playing and the people were happy. The ship was loaded with American soldiers for three years. I, and, and you can, they, they didn't, that happened in World War II. For three years, or maybe more, they suffered. They had seen much, much agony and pain and, and much, much sorrow. They had wit witnessed so many deaths. You know, you can say the same about Vietnam and, and the Iraqi wars and things like that as well. And But the announcer went up to one woman and said, for whom are you looking? And she replied, my husband. I haven't seen him in, in three years, and, I, and I'm so glad he's coming home. He asked the same question of another woman, and she replied, I'm looking for my son. See him up there on the deck, smiling at me? He lost his arm. But I'm I'm glad he's home. And the tears tears of many were, were mixed with smiles. Oh, friends I, and people, our loved ones have gone away to another land. My son did, and we miss them as we as we wander through this world and woe. But my my son came home. And I was, I was never so happy that he, he's back home. But, but someday Jesus is coming back, and 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 we'll bring them with him. No more sorrow then, no more tears, no more missing limbs. But we'll be be like him and with him. Yeah, one day the heavens will open up, and he'll come and gather us all to himself. Then the church will no longer be the church, but the church of triumphant. Lord, hasten the day. Yes, the, the church is the grandest institution on earth. If you're not lined up with it, giving it your best, you are you're cheating yourself to the highest joy and robbing the Savior who deserves your best service and love. Let us give him our best until the day fades away and the morning breaks the sky and we face and we stand and we stand face to face with him. Think about that. Friends, it's, it's why every true church is doing trying to get people ready to meet Jesus. That's the greatest work in the world. God, God help us to have, have a part in that. Don't you think? We should all be part of that. Supporting of your church. Bringing people to the church. Teaching people about our Lord Jesus Christ. Be missionaries everywhere you go. Start a conversation with someone and talk about our Lord Jesus Christ.
we'd be talking to our neighbors about it. Let's bow our heads in prayers. Let's, let's, let's have a prayer for our, our neighbors. I thank you for my neighbors, Father. I thank you for the kind acts and, and bringing in in things and deliveries. Uh, sometimes they'll help out if we need anything, and we help them. In the middle of all the friendly banter, uh, may something of the natural humanity uh, you have made us shine through in, in ordinary routines. Lord, if there are opportunities to especially help my neighbors or to get to know them more deeply, that may I not be afraid to pass them for your sake. May us all be sensitive of what's going on around us, being kind, listening to others, and speaking words of encouragement to those where we live, and talking about you, Lord, and bring their souls closer to you and closer to your heart. We have some new neighbors uh, that just moved in here. They've been here for a couple months, and we've talked to them and welcomed them. And they need to they need to have you in their homes and, and welcoming them, welcoming them, but showing them due respect. Lord, may your kingdom come into our neighborhoods. It would be fantastic, Lord, if most people, or even if more people, where we all live, truly came to know you and love you. Soften people's hearts towards you. In Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Well, we have some new uh, postulants in our order. Lord is uh, our Lord Jesus Christ has blessed us with uh, four new people. There'll be some vetting going on tomorrow. If you guys would care to learn more about our Templar Night order, please visit our website. And that is www.americanknightstemplars.com. Again, that's www.americanknightstemplars.com. If you have prayer requests, you can go there. And during our next show, I will be more than happy. We will we'll pray for you. I'll let our my constituents all know um, to pray. Or whatever your needs may be. Your name won't be mentioned, but just what you need to have prayer said for. Um, or you can email me directly at davidr258 at Comcast. Again, uh, 